Hey girl, hey. Oh my gosh. It's been a minute, guys, but I have some exciting news. So Spotify decided to let me know how we are doing in podcasting. And for my first year of podcasting, I have reached seven different countries. My top country was United States and South Africa. And we have been um, streaming for 887 minutes. And, um, you know, and we have launched 65 episodes in one year. Well, it's not even a year. February 8th is our one year anniversary. So I'm super excited that my first year of podcasting, we hit so many milestones. And I just have to say thank you guys for like tuning in. You know, at the beginning of my podcast, I would just be harassing like my best friend, my other sister, people to relaunch our stuff. And now we're finally getting momentum. So I am super, super excited. And I just wanted to say thank you guys for thugging it out with me. I'm not always the um, most eloquent speaker. I stumble, I startle, and you guys just thugged it out with me. So I'm really happy with the progress we've made. And I'm very thankful that you guys have encouraged me and let me know that you are listening and it motivates me to keep coming back. And I am just really happy. So, you know, we're going to start this podcast off in a happy mood before we, um, we transition on to some, you know, a little bit more heavy conversations. So the other day, Rihanna was on Instagram and she's out here denying that she's pregnant. So like a user came up to her and was like, congratulations, sis. You know, when are we invited to the baby shower? And she responded like every year people are trying to make me pregnant. Every year everybody's up in my uterus. I'm not pregnant. And for those who don't know, Rihanna has been dating ASAP Rocky since the beginning of the pandemic, like January 2020. And the first pregnancy rumors um, with her and ASAP Rocky came from the Met Gala where Rihanna was wearing this big, oversized, disgusting dress. Like, it was black. It looked very witchy. And, you know, Rihanna's known for showing off her assets, her nipples, her body, you know. And for her to be covering up, it kind of made us look at her with the side eye, like, sis, what you trying to hide? You know what I'm saying? And then ASAP Rocky came to the Met Gala with a blanket, like, as if he's just watching Netflix and, you know, he has a blanket. So we, you know, we checked it up. We laughed at it. But then this week, um, she was receiving an award for Barbados for being the hero of the year because, you know, Barbados is such a small country. And Rihanna's really like the only Barbadoan or Bayesian. It's Bayesian. Only Bayesian. I know that was a celebrity. It's not like Nigerians where you know everybody's a Nigerian. Rihanna's the one that's really holding it down for Barbados. And when she came out with one of her outfits, you know, her stomach looked a little pudgy. And there's a difference, you know, because I'm a big girl. There's a difference between, girl, you ate too much versus you pregnant. You know what I'm saying? When your stomach, the way your stomach is hard... 
and it just looked so rounded. It looked like she was five, six months pregnant. It didn't look like, oh, I just gained weight. And you know, Rihanna's weight does fluctuate, but this looked like she, she's been getting her back cracked. And I can't be mad at her because, you know, ASAP Rocky, man, his skin is smooth like butter. You know, so, you know, if she is pregnant, I just want her to, you know, embrace pregnancy. I think that Rihanna has been trying to fight getting older because she always had that image of the party girl, the hot girl. And it's okay if she is pregnant. But then at the same time, she doesn't owe us an explanation if she is So for me right now, my recommendation is let's just keep watching Rihanna and see what's going on. She says she's not pregnant, but she looks uh, very, very pregnant. Okay. In other news, guys, my hometown, my home state, Michigan, is really going through it. And I really need you all to support the city of Oxford in um, your prayers because there was a shooting at school. This 15-year-old boy, his name was Ethan Crumbly. And this is, it's, it's so infuriating to me because this was so preventable. It should have never happened. You get, get what I'm saying? There were so many red flags. So the parents um, posted on Facebook that they bought their 15-year-old boy a gun. And the mom was like, on Facebook posting, gonna have some mother-son time with the new Christmas gift I got my son, alluding that she bought her son a gun. And the father bought the son the gun. And the boy was posting on Facebook, gonna test out this beauty, you know, I, I got a new gun. And so then he goes to school He draws a picture about a gun and shooting people. The teacher tells the principal and, you know, the principal calls the parents. The parents didn't want to pick up the phone. And then the next day, you know, he posted, um, he was looking up ammunition. Ammunition, where can he buy ammunition? And so the teacher called the principal, the principal called the mom, and the mom was like, I'm not mad at, text him, I'm not mad at you, but next time just don't get caught, right? So now the teachers have reached out to the parents, the principal has reached out to the parents, now the principal has a meeting with the parents and the and the, and the child, and the principal was like, you need to take your kid home. And eventually the parents didn't take the kid home. And the principal ordered that this kid needs to be in therapy within 48 hours. Not even up to two hours after the boy went into the bathroom, loaded his gun up and shot four students, killed them and shot a teacher. And you can see videos of them recording and you can hear the gunshots and you can hear the students in panic. And when I, and now, right, and this is the kicker. So the kid has been arrested. The shooting was like five minutes. The kid was arrested. And now the prosecutors want to press charges on the parents. And so the prosecutor does like a press statement, press release, and then saying that, you know, we're going to press charges on the parents. 
Now, when you wake up today, the parents are now gone missing. They can't find the parents. They can't find the parents. And then they started tracing the bank accounts of the parents. And it finds out that the parents have withdrawn $4,000 from the bank. Now, when I heard that the parents were missing, my first reaction was check Canada. And the reason why I say check Canada is that from Oxford to the Canadian border is an hour drive. And the thing about being from Michigan, people from Michigan and Michigan only, and I think maybe New York, but mainly Michigan, is that there's so much business between Canada and Michigan. There's a lot of people who work in Canada but live in Detroit. And there's a lot of people that live in Windsor but work in Detroit. So people from Michigan have special driver's license, special driver's licenses that let them go in and out of the country easily um, for business or for travel. And so when I said, when I heard that they withdrew $4,000, the quickest way out of this country is Canada. And Canada is only 45 minutes away. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, why would the prosecutor announce that they are going to press charges on the parents without having the parents in handcuffs? And this, and this is the thing that prosecutors in Michigan do because I know one person, I ain't going to mention names, right? And my mom used to compare me to this person. Oh, look at... Auntie so-and-so's son. Look at Auntie so-and-so's son. He's, he bought his mom a house in West Bloomfield. And he was a pharmacy technician. And let me tell you, before all this time, I worked as a pharmacy technician. You weren't making shit. And you definitely weren't making enough to buy your house, uh, your mama house in cash, a $250,000 house in cash with pharmacy technician money. So eventually it found out that the boy, he was stealing drugs from the pharmacy. And by the time the police got to him, he ran out the country. The police, what I'm trying to say is that Michigan police, when it comes to arresting folks and and putting them in jail, they take their good God time because this dude that I knew that ran out the country is in Nigeria. So... If I know somebody who can make it to Nigeria before the police get some arrested, who's to say that these people aren't in Canada? And then another thing I was worried, I was like, okay, they know that the whole country is looking for them. How long does $4,000 last? $4,000 for me might only last two months living very cheaply. So then I was just thinking, what happens to these people after two months and I started thinking to myself white people no offense they're not built to suffer if they know that the state of Michigan is looking for them residents are looking for them I really do believe that they might commit suicide before they get arrested if that money runs out and now the prosecutor is talking about pressing charges on the school And I disagree with this because in school, they always taught me in college to cover your own ass. The school made multiple attempts documented 
to make sure that this didn't happen and it fell through the cracks. I don't feel like teachers or the superintendent or the principal should lose their jobs because of this. However, I do feel that the teachers should go through re-education. And the truth of the matter is, is that even though we do fire drills and intruder drills, you really don't know how you're going to act or how this will play out unless you've been in this situation. You could be a teacher for 30 years and slip up on something like this. I do believe that the school should be sued for civil damages, financial damages to the family and the students. Um, and no amount of money could pay back the fact that four children are dead. But I don't feel like teachers, superintendents, or the principal should go to jail. And I instantly remembered in middle school where I was in Miss Anderson's class and there was this guy, he was nerdy. You can tell that he was he he was raised by trailer park parents. You know, wasn't clean, you know, just a mess and he was bullied. And he had a hit list. And I don't know how the teacher discovered the hit list. But the teacher turned the hit list to the teacher um to the principal. And that kid was instantly expelled for the next 3 weeks to a month until a psychiatrist cleared him to come back to school. That was the final step that this Oxford school didn't do. When you see that a student is writing notes about he sees blood everywhere, make the thought stop. He has um paper uh pictures of, you know, people being shot and they're bleeding. You see on Facebook that, you know, that he has a gun. The school should have expelled, called the police and expelled him if the parents didn't want to take that child out of the school. And then I started thinking, why didn't the parents take the child out of the school? Did they know that that child was mentally disturbed and they were afraid that maybe if I take this kid out of school, he will shoot us. So I would rather have somebody else's kid be shot than me be shot. And then before he started to shoot, the mom sent a text saying, don't do it. So you knew he had the gun and you didn't take your kid out of school. And I really feel like maybe the parents might have felt like this kid will kill me if I take this kid out of school. Because they had a meeting with the principal two hours before the shooting. So I don't know if the student got pissed off and started shooting. And that's no justification for, you know, shooting people. But they were warned. And then when the principal calls the parents saying that there has been a school shooting, the dad goes back. And to the house and looks for the gun and notices the gun is not there. And he called the police and said, I think my stu- my child is the shooter. And so now the prosecutors want to press charges on their parents. Usually when school shootings happen, um, parents don't usually get charged. But I agree with pressing charges 
on the parents because how many times will the school call you saying that your kid is misbehaving and you did nothing? And I'm very sick of this new age generation of parents that refuse to parent and treat their kids like they're their friends. What are you buying your 15 year old a gun for? If you feel like your child is mentally disturbed, take him to a therapist. If you feel like your kid is being bullied, take him to Taekwondo classes. But why buy a gun? You have nothing, nothing to do with your money. You can't buy your kid's stocks. You can't buy your kid's clothes. You can't buy your kid's a car. You can't buy your kid's a used video game system. You bought them a gun. And when you buy a 15-year-old a gun, what did you think he was going to do with it? It's illegal to buy a gun for a kid. You can't buy a gun for a kid. You can't do that. And then my thing is like, if you know your kid is mentally disturbed, why did you leave the gun unlocked? Unlocked in your house. So I this is this white people shit that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, no offense, but this is this is the stuff that we just be shaking our head for because now four kids are dead. It's Christmas time. A lot of parents have already bought Christmas gifts and now four kids are not going to be able to say Merry Christmas to their parents. On top of that, all the kids that are in the school are going to go through some form of PTSD knowing that um, you know, their classmates were shot and they might be wondering, why not me? How did I miss that? So for me, I feel like the school should be civilly held responsible. Any lawsuits, any damages, they should pay for it. Um, the parents, if they're not dead or in Canada, they definitely need to be in jail because honestly, I'm so sick of parents thinking that everything their kid does is cute you know I remember going to school and teachers will call parents and they'd be like and what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do about it I know my kid is bad or you got beef with my kid or you don't like my kid this is why we have a teaching shortage who the fuck wants to teach these type of children and then when we stay at home and be locked down you're going nuts because you actually have to deal with the spawns of Satan you call children you actually have to deal with that. And so my thing is, is like, yo, parents of this generation need to do better because y'all are failing society as a whole. And it's tragic. It's really tragic. So in other news, right? And I don't even know why I'm reporting on this. I guess it's just to get my mind off of Michigan. But Tristan Thompson... Chloe Kardashian's baby daddy is allegedly allegedly got a third girl pregnant. So for you guys that don't know Tristan Thompson, right? He plays on the Cavs. And when he was playing on the Cavs, he was dating this girl named Jordan. And then Jordan was pregnant, right? But then he met Larsa Pippen which is Scottie Pippen's wife. And Larsa claims that she was dating Chloe, um, sorry, Tristan Thompson, right? And so Larsa introduced Tristan to Chloe and Chloe stole her man, Larsa's man, from Tristan 
Meanwhile, the first girlfriend, Jordan, was pregnant while Tristan was dating Larsa and Khloe Kardashian at the same time. Does if that makes sense. So in other words, he's a hoe. All right? And this was the relationship that Khloe Kardashian loved the most because she tolerated the most bullshit for her. Right? So Khloe Kardashian then has a baby with him. And he's constantly cheating on her with women that really don't look like her. You can tell that Tristan Thompson likes light-skinned girls with fat asses. And it's to the point where Tristan Thompson was fooling around with Khloe Kardashian's younger sister's best friend, Jordan. Another Jordan. He likes Jordans. I don't know. And so that messed up Kylie and Jordan's relationship. So for me, every time Tristan Thompson cheats, at this point, why are we even complaining about it? If Chloe isn't bothered by this, let the man cheat in peace because he's always going to attract females. He's six feet ten. He has a big dick. He got big money. He's always going to be attracting females. And the truth of the matter is, if, if it doesn't bother Chloe, why should it bother us? You know, and this is one thing I always tell women. The older I get, the more I realize in a relationship, what trumps love is stability. And before you ever give a guy a child, a man has to show you that he offers stability. And when I mean stability... I mean financial stability, emotional stability, and sexual stability. And the reason why I say stability trumps love is because the older I've gotten, the more I realize that I can love anybody. I can grow to love anybody, but not everybody offers stability. And Tristan Thompson does not offer sexual stability. And the reason why I say that is that, yeah, he's financially stable. He has money. Yes, that's great. He might be emotionally stable. He's not going to beat your ass, but he's going to cheat on you several times. And the truth of the matter is he's raw dogging all these females and getting them pregnant. We don't know how many STDs he's passed on to Khloe Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes men sit there and brag about how many women they slept with and when they brag about how many women they slept with and I don't know if it's because I've worked in the healthcare field and I'm a healthcare you know been in the healthcare industry the first thought when a man says that he slept with so many women my first thought is how many STDs did you acquire and how many did you get rid of Because you can't tell me you went swimming in all these ponds and all these ponds are clean. And so for me, sexual stability is important because I'll be damned if I'm loyal to you, holding you down, and you're bringing back babies and STDs. Literally, I'll be damned. I can't be loyal to a man that is going to put my health and my mental health in, in harm's way. And the thing is, is that Dudes will sit there and say you're trapping female females trap them, but the more I think about it, the more I feel like 
men also trap women too. And the first way they trap you is by having a baby by you. That's why when a man sits there and be like, oh, I want you to have my babies. Yo, I would rather gain 50 pounds on Depo Provera than to be trapped. Because when you are with a man that doesn't offer stability and you have a baby by a man that's not stable physically, emotionally, financially, and sexually, you are counting down the days till your kid turns 18 so that you don't have to deal with this nigga no more. And the truth of the matter is every time he cheats, he embarrasses you. It's an embarrassment to you because it's like, oh, is that your man? Girl, why was he out on Instagram having threesomes with uh, two females at a party the other day? That's an embarrassment to you. And to be honest with you, it doesn't look good for Khloe Kardashian. And I get it. It's your baby daddy. But uh, sis, I mean, when does it stop? It's disgusting. And the thing is, this is my another problem is that these men that are having multiple kids with multiple women, you know, a lot of guys sit there and talk about, you know, in Africa, they have multiple wives, True, right? And they have multiple women pregnant. True. But all the women that are wives all live in one compound. They The kids are all raised as one. Not, oh, I got a, a baby mama in California, another one in Ohio, and another one in Texas. We're all raised as one. And another thing is that when people sit there and talk about, yo, in Africa, men have multiple wives and multiple children, they don't tell you that that, um, the women don't get along, that there's competition. And usually the men die quick, quicker than men that married one wife because the stress of trying to keep peace in the home is exhausting. You know, because here women are competing for your affection. Women are competing for your sexual attention. Women are competing for your resources. And there's only so much you can give. And one thing that men don't realize when they sit there and impregnate multiple women with multiple children is that when you die, your legacy is trash. Look at DMX. DMX has 10 kids. No, 15 kids and 10 baby mothers. They were all copacetic at the funeral, but now they're fighting over the legacy and what is to be inherited. You don't want to sit there and have multiple kids. And then at the end, when you die, you you die poorer than what you started. And that your kids do not grow up together as siblings. And that they're constantly dogging each other on Facebook and social media and on the news because they weren't raised as family so me seeing Tristan Thompson have a third baby mama at this point like Tristan Thompson future and Fetty Wap are community dick any female that gets pregnant by them they are on their own I mean I can't I can't feel bad right in other news right Jesse Smollett he finally got his charges. So he's fe- facing um four felony counts of disorderly conduct. And it could be up to three years in jail. So for those who don't know who Jesse Smollett is, Jesse Smollett was the lead actor in Empire. 
And he was so talented with his music and he can sing his ass off. It was amazing. He was so good to look at. And he played the gay character on Empire. So it was one night in 2019 where the temperature was like below zero. It was sub temperatures. And when it gets that cold in the Midwest, they literally tell people to stay at home. So he, he said that he went to Subway to get a foot long and that two men, two white men, two white, white MAGA, MAGA men jumped him, called him a whole bunch of gay slurs and hung a noose around him. And so he goes to the police and says that this happened to him. And so then they were tracing back the the cameras and they were like, well, why were you going to Subway at 3 a.m.? First of all, Subway's not even open at that time. And number two, as a celebrity, right, you have assistance. But even if you don't have assistance, poor folks like us, broke people like us, get DoorDash and Uber Eats. Why are you walking to Subway for a foot long? What type of foot long were you looking for? So then they found out that he had a profile on a gay dating app. So, you know, people started clowning him like, oh, is that the foot long you're looking for? So then it came out that this whole thing was a hoax. And the reason why it was a hoax was that he has an album that he wanted to promote. And with such controversy like this, he wanted to be the gay martyr for the LGBTQ community and, you know, look, be seen as a hero, but then also check out his music that he's dropping. So he stood by the, that this story is true, that it's not fake. Then they found out that the people who actually jumped him were two Nigerians that he paid to jump him so that he can stage this hoax. Right? So, you know, the city of Chicago, once they found out what this was, they said that you were lying, you know, this is a hoax. And he was still talking shit, right? And I've lived in Chicago. And one thing about Chicago is you can get away with a lot of shit as long as you have money. And originally, the city of Chicago just gave him a fine. Now, instead of him taking the fine and shutting the fuck up, he was talking shit about the city of Chicago, saying that they were lying on him, you know, that, you know, he's a gay martyr, and he was doing, you know, he's standing up for the LGBTQAA community. And this is where the Bible says pride goes before a man's fall. So then the city of Chicago puts all these charges on him. And so then, you know, he gets arrested and all these charges are put on him. The show Empire, which was a hot hit. It's the only reason why I got Hulu. The show Empire was canceled because how do you sit there and justify this? People were boycotting Empire saying they're not going to watch this because he's exploiting resources that is needed for Chicago. 
You know, just imagine all these detectives that spent time investigating what happened to this A-list celebrity when they really should be taking care of South Shore, South South Side Chicago, the Wild 100s, and find out what's really going on with these homicides and murders on the South Side of Chicago. They diverted all that attention to him and they found out it was a hoax. And so now he's facing up to three years in jail. And honestly, I wish they gave him more just for being cocky, just for not saying, you know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, I just wanted to promote my album and I will gladly take the fine that the city of Chicago gave me. And not only that, but people that worked with him on Empire lost their jobs because, you know, the cameraman that supports their kids through college, this is how they eat. And the show was canceled because of a scandal like this. You cost your coworkers money. And at the end of the day, you don't even have the courage to say, you know what? I'm sorry. That was pretty foul of me. You know? So honestly, Justice Samolet, whatever the city of Chicago gives you, you deserve it. I have no empathy. I'm not losing sleep over this. There's hungry people in the Chicago that you could have diverted your energy and, and resources to than this stupid shit. And last news, right, guys? You know, I am a huge fan of Wendy Williams. I think she's the inspiration behind this podcast. I love gossip. I love celebrities. I love talking shit on the internet. And, you know, Wendy Williams has been an icon for over 30 years in radio and TV. But ever since her divorce with her ex-husband who cheated on her and had a side baby on her. And then not only did the husband cheat on her, right? The judge ordered her to pay alimony and spousal support to this man. So just imagine, right? You come from a middle-class family. You hustle your way through college. You hustle your way through New York. And mind you, to make it on New York or Chicago, those are cities where it's like dog eat dog, be aggressive, hustle hard. If you don't have that, I'm going to eat or be eaten mindset, you won't make it in those two cities, right? And so then you get with this guy, he didn't have shit. You made him hit your manager to, you know, stroke his ego because you don't want a man to feel less than because you're making all this money and he doesn't have shit because that starts problems in the relationship, even if you don't throw it in his face, right? And so then he, you know, meets this girl through your DJ, Sharina Hudson, has a baby with her. You know, you're dating him, you're married to him, and then he's cheating on you with Sharina, has a baby with her. And, you know, at this point, I feel like That marriage was a marriage of convenience because he made all her business deals. But it was starting to look bad because when you watch Wendy Williams and women go through problems, she's the first one to tell women to break up with their man and, you know, break up with their man. But yet you have your man, right? And he's cheating on you and you're not breaking up with him and he has a whole baby on you. So it started to make her look like a hypocrite. And after the divorce, she hasn't been her same. 
And every time a new season happens, Wendy Williams always postpones the season and she relapses. And anybody who knows Wendy knows that she has a history of drug and alcohol abuse. So something about the start of the season always triggers a relapse. So this season, it was supposed to start in September. They said that Wendy Williams had COVID. I said, that's some bullshit. You, how did she get COVID? Because the truth of the matter is you can't even go see Wendy Williams and go to the show unless you prove that you're vaccinated. And I'm not saying that vaccination protects you from getting COVID, but Wendy Williams is a very, those who know her, is a very isolated woman. Like, she doesn't let people get close to her. She doesn't like people hugging her. Um, She, like, fist bumps you instead of giving you a handshake. So she's very isolated. So I didn't believe that originally and then there was a call a 911 call saying that Wendy well uh, not Wendy Williams but a 57 year old woman has been called for psych evaluation now I've worked in psych whenever they call for psych it's either someone tried to harm themselves or harm you so when they said that she wasn't violent towards others it made me feel like did this did Wendy Williams attempt suicide or did she OD? So I knew that there was a problem. And so then they started to push back the start of her season. They pushed it back two weeks. I said, um, there's no way Wendy Williams can get over whatever psychiatric issue that she's getting through in two weeks. If it was depression, right? Usually depression meds take four to six weeks before they kick in. If it's rehab that she's having psychiatric issues, the minimum it takes to get clean is like 90 days. So two weeks wasn't going to fix it. Then they pushed it back again. So then they started having guest co-hosts. And, um, you know, the co-hosts were doing good. The, The reviews have gone up through the roof. And, you know, Wendy Williams is very territorial on who she lets guest co-host because she doesn't want the reviews to be too high where they'd be like, you know what? Instead of having Wendy Williams, we're going to have Tamar Braxton because the fans love her better. So she's very territorial about letting black women guest co-host for her because it's too much similarities and too much competition. So they let Sherry Shepard go co-host for one week and the ratings have been the highest that it has ever been with or without Wendy. And so that made Wendy feel a cup, some type of way. Now there's new reports saying that Wendy Williams is wheelchair bound, but not only that she's wheelchair bound, but she has dementia or early onsets of dementia. And a part of me refuses to believe it because, you know, when someone dies in your family, you don't want to believe that the person is dead. So you're in denial. A part of me is in denial that she uh, is having dementia. 
And I was just thinking to myself, and the conspiracy theorist came in, right? The conspiracy came in. I was thinking to myself, if I had a husband and I worked my ass off to build my business and he cheated on me with a side chick that's half my age and I have to pay spousal support and alimony and my ex-husband is using the money that I give him to fund his side chick's business, her pancake business, and they're eating and living good off of me, bitch, I'd rather be in jail. Oh, hell no. Listen, if a judge ever ordered me to pay an ex-husband alimony and spousal support and he cheated on me, I would gladly tell the judge to put me in jail for three months before I pay a dollar because I didn't pass college my first time or my second time around. It took multiple attempts to get to where I am at now and I'll be damned if another bitch eats off of me. I mean, it even just reporting this story makes me mad, right? And so then I started thinking to myself, I would either willingly go to jail or tell my doctor, and I know a couple doctors, tell my doctor to tell my job that I got dementia and wheelchair bound to get me out of this contract. Because you remember when Tamar Braxton was um, on WeTV and she said she was suicidal? When she said she was suicidal, they released her from her contract. She didn't have to do any more TV shows with WeTV. So I was just thinking, is this a ploy to get out of the contract with um, Denmar Mercury, which is Wendy Williams' production company, because she doesn't want to pay her ex-husband spousal support or alimony? That's something I would do. I'm not going to lie. I would tell a doctor to tell my job that I'm physically incapable to work to get out of paying spousal support. Yes, I am. I am that cheap Ebo girl. I will not pay a nigga a dollar. Not, no, no. Chukuna, man. Ooh, they got me talking in my native language. That's how mad I am. Just thinking about it. There's no way. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe she's doing this to get out of spousal support. Because I would. I'm not paying a nigga shit. No, after I built you up when you had nothing, I got to pay you and your bitch. No, ain't no way, fam. So she was, Wendy Williams was just seen, right? After they had reports that she has dementia and she's wheelchair bound. She was just seen yesterday walking out of a rehab with no shoes on. So I was like, oh, I thought she was wheelchair bound. She's walking pretty fine to me. Now, how come every time Wendy Williams goes out, she'll never have no shoes on? And it's wintertime. The ground is cold. You can't be walking around with no shoes. Now, I can understand that in spring, but in wintertime, you will get frostbite. So, guys, let's keep Wendy Williams' marriage in your prayers because... Um, she's going through a lot and they're talking about canceling the show, which I think it's high time. If she doesn't want to be there, there's no point of forcing it. But if you had to have a replacement for Wendy Williams, it should be Tamar Braxton. Tamar Braxton is funny. Tamar Braxton is witty. Tamar Braxton tells it like it is. And when Tamar Braxton was on The Real, 
that was the highest ratings the reel has ever gotten. And when they fired Tamar Braxton, the the reviews, the ratings has struggled. I don't even watch the reel. Tamar Braxton would be a perfect replacement for Wendy Williams if they're looking for a replacement. But if they're not, they should just cancel the show and let us remi- let us remember Auntie Williams in a good state. I don't want to remember her as, you know, that person that's working with dementia. It's just not fair. So guys, this is all I have to say. It's been 45 minutes. I know you guys want me to go longer with my topics. Um, Guys, if you have any topics you want me to talk about, feel free to DM me. You guys know me on Snapchat. It's um, Chinonso's Corner, C-H-I-N-O-N-S-O-C-O-R-N-E-R on Instagram and Snapchat. You can follow me on Facebook, Chinonso and Quacha, C-H-I-N-O-N-S-O-N-K-W-O-C-H-A. Yes, I got that long Nigerian name. Until next time, guys, toodles and goodbye.